I'd like to welcome everyone to the 30th episode of Money Trees. Today, I'm joined by easily one of the brightest souls in the space, who may or may not have the best name in all of Web3. They are a poet, writer, creative, musician, and I mean, like, did I mention that they have the best moniker in the game? Please welcome Baby Guava to the show. Thank you for having me. I love this intro. <laughs> Yo, no, thank you for coming out. Um, yeah, I, I want to jump right into it. I saw some fire pics of you out at South by. Are you still there right now? I'm actually not over there. I I didn't go over there. I wonder who these pictures. Wait, are I thought of. there was a picture of you and Sassy and. <laughs> No, am I tripping? What? No, there's no way. I saw you tag. Oh, that. that was um, that was Eve Denver. Oh, okay. I, I saw it during South by, so I thought you were there. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. A lot of people thought I was at South by, which is an honor, honestly, because it means I'm there in spirit, pretty strong, huh? Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> for sure. Now I'm like, uh, well, how was how was Eve Denver? We could jump there. Absolutely. East Denver was a dream, seriously. Um, Jamie, Jamie Cornelia and I were lucky enough to get scholarship scholarships. Um, and so Harmony Protocol basically flew us out, housed us, and fed us most of the days that we were there. Um, Days was out there. Days got a scholarship, too, and Days' partner, Lee. It was amazing. We met them. And just just beautiful vibes all around. Honestly, I felt so safe and comfy a lot of the time. Yo, shout out to Harmony. They've been doing like a lot of great work and actually putting money in places where people are able to, you know, really make something out of it. Um, I've been hearing a lot about them over the last couple of months. And I didn't even know that they had this scholarship opportunity. I know that they were like funding certain projects. So that's super ill. What was like your best takeaway or like biggest highlight from ETH Denver? Biggest highlight, probably hanging out with Days and Lee and our friend Shidea and Jamie at the hotel room. We had a little kickback. We watched Euphoria and smoked. It was super sweet. It was such a nice vibe. And like, you feel me? Like, no misunderstandings, really. Like, we were all communicating positively and and healthily and stuff. It was beautiful. All right, no spoilers. We don't got to go too crazy into it. But when Jamie was on here, we were talking Euphoria. Which episode did you guys watch? Oh, my goodness. I think it was like the the fourth or third to last um, of this past season. All right. Okay. So, yeah, that wasn't too far into it. Um, what do you think of the season finale? Okay. Don't hate me. I didn't watch it. That was the only full episode I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I was watching it from like a from like a screenwriter's perspective. Um, that episode that I did see, it was beautiful. It was beautifully written. Um, I mean, the the content was a lot, but like the structure of the episode, you feel me? It's it's a it's a pretty well done show. Okay. <laughs> well, because I was about to go in. I haven't spoken to anyone about it. Euphoria is beautifully, beautifully shot. I will say that. I don't know how much the, the writing resonates with me personally this season. Um, I didn't know that you were into screenwriting, though. I love your written pieces, and I want to touch on those later. But um, do you do like plays, TV shows, film? So right now I'm working on a 
pilot for a TV show. Um, and then I'm also, I've also got this kind of top secret, um, other episode that I'm writing for this one show. Um, I will get into that when there's more details, but like, it's, it's really cool y'all. Um, when I was younger though, I wrote a couple of plays. Like I wrote one when I was in fifth grade and then I wrote another when I was like a senior in high school. I haven't done that since then, but would love to hop back in. See, this is exactly why I needed you on the show, baby guava. Like, you are truly a multidisciplinary, and I, that that's sick. That's that's really. I would love to hear more about the pilot. I've been playing around with like what that looks like in the Web three space, and as far as I know, nobody has really crowdfunded any production so far. And I felt like if you had a really sick pilot and put together a mirror article, there'd be a way to get the money for that, shoot it, and then, you know, all these networks and streaming services, maybe you don't even have to go to them, but you could fund the pilot through Web3 and then get it picked up by any number of these streaming services. So something to explore for sure. For sure. Thinking on, well, talking on your writing, um, you wrote a recap on uh, moments from I'm Not Art's first all-women photography exhibition. Uh, called Balance, right? And it was an amazing read for me. I was pretty unfamiliar at the time. You know, the space moves at such a fever pace, it's really easy to miss events. Even an event like that, which, um, you know, I would say that aligns with my own personal beliefs a lot. Uh, I spent time, like, curating my feed and following people that would deliver this content, but, you know, it's it's an imperfect practice still. Um I would say the curatorial element of Web3 is missing. I don't want to get too far onto that. I see Float is in here. I know that they are working on solving that. Um, but I wanted to read a closing paragraph from your recap, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> it starts, or well, it ends, where there is a stagnancy, where there is desire, where there is an unspoken challenge, there is also the possibility of relief. Relief can come in the form of an NFT sale or a person who looks like us, is open to us, and offers us the resources we need. Relief can come in the form of the moment we capture the perfect photo and set it aside for a special occasion, which can happen for some to be an all-women photography exhibition in Chicago. Relief can come in the form of a bunch of hugs that hit different. Or relief can come in the form of the question, can I see your art? If the NFT space has taught me anything, it's that it literally pays to care about other people. That was so beautifully written. I mean, the whole piece was, but you ended it and it was like you showcased the human element of NFTs and, you know, the relief that this new digital medium can provide. And it, it, it moved me. Like I took, you know, like a month off for what I call my mental wealth hiatus. And I read this during my month off and, you know, it just clicked. I'm like, no, baby guava has to come back first week. So I just wanted to read that. I want to clip that later and share that. It was so, so, so fucking beautiful. I know there's no question there, but I just wanted to give you some flowers on that. Thank you so much. Oh my God. I'm so glad that that resonated with people. Cause it was just like baguette. Johnson in the audience has been to I'm Not Art. Um, I met him there. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And like everybody else who's been to like IRL NFT events knows exactly what I'm talking about. Those hugs just hit different. Everybody is just so warm. Um, at least in like the black and brown community in the in the web three space and then I'm not art. 
is very multicultural. It's it's beautiful. It's really such a blessed experience, and it's it's very new for me. Yeah, I I love getting to meet, and I haven't done it too much. But NFT NYC last was that you know end of October, early November was amazing. Getting to see people, Art Basel was incredible. I haven't made it out to the Web three events this side of the year, but to your point, like the the hugs hit different. Like you highlighted the human element of this, which I think gets lost in a lot of the conversation because we don't have as many meetups. And I see that changing this year where now, you know, we're probably not going to go more than two to three weeks where there isn't a major event popping up in, um, in certain cities. So you had written this, that was like at the end of December, early January, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. What has relief looked like to you over the last two months since you wrote this? You mentioned that you went out to eat Denver, so you got to have that in-person experience there and you mentioned how the you know the friendship and meeting up was actually the biggest highlight what other ways have you found relief you know since this exhibit oh my goodness um probably my my encounters with like friends with benefits um because i'm a fellow right now so like basically every time i meet somebody who's also in friends with benefits um I feel that same relief. I felt that relief um, when I was deciding my project for the fellowship. And like, basically, I was trying to do something very, very, um, I like, I'm going to talk to you about it more um, in the DMs, but I was trying to do a research project for the Friends of Benefits Fellowship. um, But I was also doing it in partnership with another DAO. So basically, they said, "Uh, let's say you can, you can, obviously, you can do that project with that DAO. Let's do something different here. And basically they were like, we have a partnership with Catalog. So if somebody wants to drop a music NFT, go ahead and do that. You can do it on Catalog. And it was like, you know what I mean? I was like, at first it felt like it was going to be a compromise. And then I was like, "Uh, no, I get to do both of these projects um, funded. You feel me? Like, And I get this coveted like this coveted seat in this at this table that um, I'm very very blessed to have. I'm not even on DSPs yet. You know what I mean? So like, just being able to realize that I can apply for something at the right time and receive that opportunity um, based off of my art and and my own artistic integrity like has been a huge relief because. We all know what imposter syndrome feels like. You feel me? Like we've we've all got it. I at least I wouldn't wish that on anybody. If you don't have it, then good. Bless your heart. Um, but like a lot of us, a lot of us do experience imposter syndrome. Yo, there's okay, so I I would agree with you on the imposter syndrome piece. I think that you know, developing that confidence in yourself. It takes a, it's a constant battle where it's, or let me not say battle, but I'd say a constant journey where some days it's a lot worse than others. Um, And I can say for me, uh, well, I I can speak, I can only speak for me and that's, that's how I would take that. So I would agree with you there that somebody, that, that everyone experiences it in some way or another. To shout out to friends with benefits, what they do is super ill and I feel like they have such an ill you know, community that they've developed that there's always something fire going on there. I see Cam is in the audience and I know that he mastered the song that you're putting out with them. I was playing the BF interlude at the start of this. Is Me On Me a continuation of that song? Um, is it a brand new record? 
Me on Me is a completely different project from BF Interlude, so I'm really excited to share it with y'all because it's a it's a totally different vibe. I would say the Me on Me I made before I made BF Interlude, so it's kind of if if we're thinking about it in the in the scope of like my experiences as a human, it's kind of a prelude. It's kind of an intro to that like more comfy in love. Um, experience and I can I mean I can honestly play it for y'all if you want I don't have the I don't have the iRig or anything but play it play it play okay, okay. it <laughs> but play it because I'm it's it's a completely different vibe hold up hold on money tree is getting the exclusive baby guava catalog FWB collab first listen I wish I had some some uh what's it what's it funk flex bombs I need, I need a different sound. I've been struggling with sound effects. I hope in the meantime, while I've been talking, you've got the song ready. Uh, <laughs> y'all, this is Me on Me by Baby Guava, a Money Trees exclusive. I'm pulling it up. I appreciate it. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, composed, produced, and mixed by Baby Guava. Wrote the lyrics, shot the pics. I can't wait to see the artwork. I wish Twitter I wish Twitter Spaces had a way to like show visuals. That would really kind of take this next level. On some Zoom screen share-ish. They gotta be working on that. I'm a I'm a pin the artwork. Oh, even better. Add it to the nest. Oh, I feel like you did see it. It was the it was on the Instagram post. Okay, so yeah, that was I didn't know if that was promotional or the actual piece. Yeah, no, run that, run that. While you still get it loaded up, just let me know when you're ready. I'm gonna keep giving out some more flowers to Baby Guava. While we uh, Baby Guava, I gotta say that name right. That is, I kid y'all not, like naming, like branding is everything, right? And I feel like it takes a while. So I'll, I'll give out some other game. People don't realize Khufu is my middle name. My first name is so like I love it. It's my first name. Shout out to my mom. That's what she named me. But it's just it's a simple name and it doesn't really stand out. Like if you knew my first name. Some of y'all in the crowd definitely do know my first name. You know, like, 30 others of me. But you probably only know, like, at max, two Khufus. And so when I saw Baby Guava, I was just like, nah, wait a second. Because does does Guava age? And then I was like, wait a second, like, what is Guava? Is it a fruit? Am I thinking about mangoes? And it, I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, like, I, I do need to look that up. Then I started thinking, is it aloe? And it was just like, holy shit, look how fire. It's like a soft name where it sounds smooth, but it's unforgettable. Like, you're going to remember Baby Guava. It adds so many visuals instantly. And, like, I just, I've appreciated that since the first time I saw a name come across in the Twitter space. And it was amazing that such an ill person had such a fire name. (laughs) Thank you so much. So, the name Baby Guava, basically, okay. I went to the grocery store once. I was in my aunt's house, so my grandpa was there. Um, every time I get to be around my grandpa, I feel so blessed because um, he's black. And so, like, I found a bag of small little guavas, and it reminded me of my trip to Cuba, where I was lucky enough to, like, I went by myself. I was lucky enough to have um, somebody making me breakfast every day so she was like chopping up different fruits that I had never had I'd never had guava I'd only had like stuff flavored as guava and so like that was one of my favorites that I tasted over there and so when I found them at this like I was in this like Mexican neighborhood I found them at the grocery store for the first time ever in Chicago and I was like I have to buy this entire bag 
then I go back to my aunt's house and my grandpa, like, he was, he used to sell fruit on the street from like a truck. Um, so he was really excited to see me with some fruit and he asked to have one that was like, this is, this is the thing. And on the bag, it said, I'm going to scan it eventually. And I'm going to, I'm going to use it on cover art or something. But on the bag, it was like in typography, it said baby guavas. And I was like, this is my rap name. And I, and I just stuck with it. I'm really glad that people like it though. Also, I have the song pulled up. So um, if y'all want to just message me in the group chat, um, Cam or Days or Jazzy, um, if it sounds off. Thank you. 
Okay. There it went. A A A. Yo, yeah, baby guava. Your your writing is so so introspective, and I'm very excited to see how this translates in more of your records because you got a whole project on the way. So, I I, I got we got a question from Jazzy. Um, and so I'll, I'll ask it. She would love to know what your inspiration was when you made this. You know, who were you listening to at the time? Where was your mental space at? Like that kind of thing. I feel like I was really, okay. I, I had a period of time where all I did was listen to like Solange and Untitled and Mastered by Kendrick, like lying on the floor, staring at the ceiling type vibe. Um, I was listening to a lot of Mac Miller too, and and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Ooh, I I like that. I like that. So you were you composed this and sang, and you're now getting into a more like vocal medium. What made you want to? I guess to say like what what made you want to lend your voice to the to your art because you were already writing you've already said you know you've been creating and telling stories for a while what made you want to add your voice to it musical theater i really loved musicals growing up i did a little musical theater camp and um it was my shit it was my jam i did another musical then again when i was in high school and i was in choir too so like i'm very familiar with singing in a group um singing on my own I don't know what made me do that because every I don't ever regret it. But like, I guess it was my dream. You feel me? I guess it was my dream when I was singing and, um, you know, when you're singing groups of people like I know Jazzy knows this. Everybody wants the solo and shit. So like to to actually like realize that I could do it once I went to music school and university, um, they had us write a song at the end of the at the end of one of our music theory classes. So I was like, I mean, I didn't like the first song that I wrote, but I realized that I could compose and, and put it all together. And so um, eventually it was, it was kind of, maybe not a lack of resources, but uh, I don't know what it was, probably spirit making me do it on my own, but I became one of those do it on my own people. And I was composing, I was songwriting um, just cause I didn't have any producers who were really available to me um and you know it it takes a while to find <laughs> ghostwriters like <laughs> it takes a lot of money yo <laughs> so you said a couple of things in there that just I'm, I'm trying to tie it all together uh again truly a multidisciplinary but you said high school musical which made me think about your tiktok page and i love that you give yourself room to be silly which I think is mandatory as a creative. Like you cannot take yourself too seriously. You know, as kids, we create because we want to, not because we have to. And as you get older and you're pursuing careers or going to school for something in creative fields, like that, that joy that we initially fell in love with, it starts to take new shapes. And for some people, it gets like way too rigid um, but I feel like, like with you and specifically with your TikToks, they're high key golden. And there was a high school musical one <laughs> that I was thinking about when you just said you were doing high school musicals. Um, 
but anyway, anyway, I'm going to stay on that point. So you have like great comedic timing in a bunch of them, uh, really dope level of self-expression, and it feels really, really uh, freeing to watch. And actually, I guess this is another one of me not having a question, more just kind of giving you flowers. No, I do have a question. There was one where you talked about SpongeBob and it sent me down a rabbit hole because when the hell did they ever take Adderall? Oh my God, the SpongeBob one. <laughs> never. They never did it. Oh my God. They never took Adderall. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, what if they did? <laughs> Okay, so when you said it, I'm like, nah, when did I miss this? Were they taking like, I don't know, some type of weird kelp thing and it was really like a like a metaphor for Adderall and I just didn't care? Because, you know, like show or kids cartoons constantly have that where it's like, oh, they call it something else, but it's really like whatever this would be in real life. Um, it was that one. And then what was the other one? You had another one that was fucking golden. Um Oh, the devil eats pasta. So I watched the Scream requel the other day, and the Scream requel was kind of fire. So I don't know. The devil eats pasta. We're doing Miranda Presley realizes how mean she was, decides to make it up to the world by opening up a top-tier Italian restaurant. You know, if you write the script, just throw me on as an EP. It gave you the idea right here. Remember, this is recorded, so don't run off too far with that idea. (laughs) <laughs> i got you i got you i can already see your name in the in the credits bro <laughs> oh man um so just staying on staying on tiktok what because they're they are really really freeing and like they don't really seem to have any through line connection um is that just the place where you go to just kind of get out some of these random thoughts that you have Am I getting rugged? Can you hear me? I saw the mic go. Maybe I'm getting rugged. Wait, can you hear me? Oh, Oh. I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Wait, so what did you say? Okay, yeah, maybe I did get rugged. Um, I was saying with TikTok, um, like, what do you what do you use your TikTok for? Like, because I I I got something out of it, but it's interesting to think about, like what your goal is or just like why the reason you go and post some of those things are like is it just random is it like yo this is where you go and put your craziest ideas how do you approach it um okay i i kind of approach it the way that i used to approach my snapchat stories back when i was in college i was like notorious in chicago notorious in my circle for like not just my snapchat stories but also like my tweets so i was using my snapchat as like a a private kind of this is who i am and like i don't know it it just my twitter had kind of gone up and so i had stopped like i had disappeared from twitter like this was this this baby guava stuff is a rebrand from my old stuff. I used to have a Twitter where I was like tweeting memes all the time and getting like crazy amounts of engagement. Um, and so that was all to say that like I was missing kind of that part of me, the like comedic part of me. Um, and so I, I wasn't doing anything on TikTok, but like scrolling and watching recipes. So eventually I just started to upload like my old snap videos or my old Instagram story videos onto there. 
and then I started to make my own stuff and um you feel me sometimes it's like a cross post but it's it's really just random it's really just me trying to like be as like high as hell humor as possible and like it's it's one of those like the girls that get it get it type of moments you feel me now I love that because I, I swear you've inspired me because I had this idea for doing like a question series where I have these questions that I need answered, but I feel like I have to make them as as like a reel or a TikTok. Like I can't just tweet it out. Like I need to, I need to add my face to it and add a little background, maybe like some birds tweeting in it or tweet tw- twerping. Twer- tw- what? Why am I thinking of twerking? What do birds do? Like they don't tweet. They. Or maybe they do tweet. Maybe Twitter has me messed up. Anyway, I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent right now talking about bird sounds. Anyway, you inspired me. So when I start my question series, got to give you credit there. Um, Yo, you said something earlier that also got me thinking back on a piece that you wrote where you said that you'll listen to music and just kind of like stare up at the ceiling. And I do that all the time. You had posed a question in one of your pieces and it said, at the end of the day, can't you find the answer to any question with a meditation? And meditation is the best part of my day whenever I get to do it. I struggle with giving myself the time to actually sit and be still. So do you meditate with the music or, you know, like, well, what's your meditation process like? Oh, that is such a great question. Um, Looking forward to your question series, by the way. But, um, my meditation process starts in, it starts in the morning. Basically, I wake up with like a little bit of chronic pain. So um, I just meditate um, kind of in silence or to my, I have my frequencies on. I have the healing frequencies on all day. So there's that part. And then like when it when a song really, really inspires me, I will meditate to it. Um, that's more of a, like a nighttime meditation or like a, a midday meditation. And then before I go to sleep, I do my ASMR routine and I listen to my my gals giving me Reiki and, and stuff. So that's fun. Well, let me get some ASMR recommendations. Who should I be following? I got you. What are what are you into? You feel me? Like what's what are your what's your vibe? I actually rock with pretty much all ASMR that's not food. I just the sound of people chewing, whether it's quiet or loud, it can't, I can't with that. But I'm down for for pretty much every other genre of it. Oh my gosh! Okay, so there's um, there's this woman who does Reiki. She does like whispering Reiki videos. Her name her name on YouTube is Reiki Healing Hope. She's amazing. She gets me through when when I can't afford therapy, like right now. She she she's my therapist a little bit. She gets me through a lot. Yo, shout out to YouTube. YouTube got YouTube Academy, YouTube Therapy, YouTube Entertainment. I'm gonna check that out. I don't think I've I'm not familiar with Reiki, so I would like to go and listen to that. I feel like all my ASMR was me randomly falling down Twitch hole Twitch rabbit holes when I used to watch streaming videos all the time. And I loved it because it was just like the best thing late night. My fault if there's crazy sirens going. New York City is very active. It's above 60 degrees. And so people are back wilding. First. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yo, so can you talk a little bit about, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, Lilia? 
which is your consultation-based wellness services? Yeah. So, yeah, Lilia is basically um, what I did after I went on my trip that everybody was on. It felt like everybody was on a, a spiritual kick 2018, 2019, before we learned about, like, a lot of, of, of different ways to be, you feel me? Like, astrology was, like, a trending topic. Now it's more of a practice for a lot of people. Um, but so that was that was what I did with that. Um, I, I received advice from one of my favorite um, astrologers, uh, Dana Lynn Knuckles, on, like, Clubhouse, as to how to kind of proceed with what I was doing um so as not to like oversaturate the market but she basically told me to stick to what I do best stick to stick to like smaller offerings if possible while I'm still learning all of this stuff and so I do um like a pretty selective list of of what I'm what I'm really good at in the spiritual and wellness community I I do like crystal consultation consultations I'll like give recommendations for crystals um, cause I'm a crystal practitioner and then I will also do like tarot readings, um, and like short astrology readings. And then I'm really good at mediation and like emotional support. I'm not a licensed counselor or therapist, but I am, that is another thing that I'm kind of, um, well known for in my city amongst like my people is, um, being very supportive emotionally, being very open and, and welcoming and, my energy has a lot of peace to it. So I offer like just it starts off with a consultation, either 15 minutes, 30 minutes or like an hour. And we talk basically about like what you're going through. Um, and from from that, we can we can also discuss like what if you'd like to continue working for me or if if just having that listening ear for like 15, 30 minutes was enough. Um, and ultimately, the goal is to like eventually be able to buy property so that I can have a community center. But right now it's mainly about community care. So I, I, within the last consultation that I did, I was able to shift, um, from just kind of asking general questions to like making it based on community care. And, um, I was able to get a really good reading for one of my friends over here, um, that, that really reflected on what their idea of community care was within the, um, within the reading, because I, I guess it was like, that is most of our main concerns. You know what I mean? Like caring for ourselves and caring for our families is, is what we are trying to be able to do. So if we're going through troubles like that for a lot of people at least for the people who come to me for the people who spirit sends to me that is kind of the end goal is like how do I take care of my people so I just I wanted it to make I wanted to make it about that um and that felt kind of along the lines of like what Dana was saying as far as like bring something new to the table within the spiritual realm um and so I felt like I understood the assignment that felt really good when, when the reading resonated with this last person. Yo, I, I love that. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to be very succinct with my words here. I think that I mentioned earlier that you're one of like the brightest souls, spirits that I've come across in this space. And it's so natural. It doesn't seem like you're ever trying to be, you're so supportive of everyone 
um, you were such a big, you know, like, I don't want to say cheerleader in the sense of like the sidelines, but you do lead groups of cheer around everyone's work. And it's amazing hearing what you're doing with Lelia. Um, definitely in the DMs. I know you said there's some other stuff you wanted to update me on. Please um, keep me privy on any ways I can support with that. Um, yo, shout out to fucking Baby Guava, man. This is this has been really, really, really fire. Before I close out Money Trees, I always ask people two questions. Um, the first question I'm going to ask you is, what is your seed phrase? And now, <laughs> everyone knows seed phrases. Traditionally, your account recovery key. And I just feel like uh, we need to repurpose seed phrase because seed phrase isn't like a scary term. And losing your account recovery key is very scary. People are getting scammed every damn day in this space. So on Money Trees, your seed phrase is a saying, motto, quote, slogan that you live by that embodies your approach to the craft, to Web3 as a whole. So Baby Guava, what is your seed phrase? Probably I'm capable is one of them. And then I deserve love is another one or like there's love for me in the world that helps with a lot of like mental struggles can we do i'm capable i deserve love there's love for me in the world mm-hmm. i love that <laughs> and the second question is i'm going to list the one of one baby guava number 30 money trees note on Zora, after this episode, what is the listing price going to be? Oh my gosh. Um, wow. That's a great question. I wish I had a clue. I wish I had a clue. Um, probably point zero something. I'm not even sure. So I'm, I'm going to put out a little thread later today because I haven't fully explained in, in depth why I do these one of ones and just about like part of the reason why it took the month was to really like kind of prioritize because I do I try to do so many things and sometimes you spread yourself too thin and money trees is really important to me. So the idea behind this was I have all these amazing people that I would love to talk about and to plant these seeds with them in a you know, continuous manner where, you know, the show becomes that continuous manner and thinking about web three, like I wanted to immortalize these conversations. I wanted to find a way to commemorate and celebrate the trees that were planted here and came up with this idea to, you know, create a actual money note, you know, no pun intended with the money tree side of it. And it also serves as a way for when people see the seeds that are planted or the conversations that were had with my guest, a way for them to kind of, you know, it's like a collectible around that. Because I think that almost every single person that comes on this show will go on to do great things. Well, I believe every single person was will, will go on and do great things. And going back to listen to you talk about your writing or to talk about your song that's coming out or to talk about your fwb fellowship project itself and then see the fruit you know see that come to fruition people can look back and say holy crap like you know this is i heard her for heard them first speak on this at this time and that to me becomes really really interesting on top of that it becomes a way to kind of pay the guests for their time and that's also 
important. So I pay my artist to do all of these upfront and then me and him split the proceeds and 50% goes to the guest upon sale and they retain 50% of the royalty through the life of the, the NFT. So when baby guava is a superstar in the near future and this is trading around, you know, it continues to pay dividends. So it's like a two birds, one stone piece for me. So with that context, I love the point zero. Now we've got nine numbers to choose from. <laughs> what are we going to add at the end of that? Um, let's do a five. Let's do a five. Perfect. Point zero five. It was <laughs> actually Jamar was in here earlier. He came on yesterday and he was asking me, well, what was the previous price? And I was like, yesterday's price is not today's price. But funny enough, yesterday's price is actually today's price because his was also 0. 0.05. <laughs> Yo, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you a thousand times over for coming on. This has been amazing. I cannot wait to share moments from this. I uh, cannot wait for other people to hear this. Again, your energy, it, it resonates. Uh, it's such a welcoming kind of force in this space. And I feel blessed that we got to have this conversation. So thank you again. Thank I you. I want to – oh, yeah. Is there – when's the next IRL event you're planning on popping out to? That's a great question. Let's, let's put a bookmark in NFT NYC in June because that's, that's my plan. And you're based out of Chicago, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, in Chicago, I'll probably be at um, I'm Not Art within the next month or so. Fire, fire. I One of my uh, good friends moved out there, and I told him I'd come visit. However, I refused to go to Chicago, not in the months of May, June, July, or September, or August, or only during those months. That's what I meant to say. Anyway, New York is brick. I've been in Florida for a minute. I, I'm over the cold. I don't know. I'm, I'm lucky enough that I can choose places where it's warm. I don't know how y'all deal with all that wind and that cold. I respect it. Uh, it's the, the sun charges my soul. So Chicago soon, once it's a little warmer. Uh, <laughs> um, trying to not go off on a tangent. Want to end it on a great note. Uh, Baby Guava, thank you for coming on again. And also, oh, I didn't touch on this. So... I was telling you I love your name. Then you told us the story of your name right before you played your catalog release. And I need to send you this thing called primal branding. Because when you look at primal branding, and I talked, and I didn't even know the origin story of your name, but origin story is one of the key seven elements of brand building. And that story that you told about how you got your name is incredible it is such a perfect like it touches on the family element it's got humor it's got food it's warm it's got love it's just like it, it's a disney-esque naming process so shout out to you it is a wonderful name and i will end it on that note because i started off hyping up baby guava and it was good for me to know that guava is a fruit i'm not tripping i don't think it's like a mango though but that's just what i thought of there anyway tangents over you're amazing. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and appreciate you coming on Money Trees. You too. I hope you find some love at a bodega over there. Um, but peace. Thank you for everything. <laughs>